Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is three ways to earn steady income in real estate. Because real estate is a business of big paydays and long pay delays. If you've been in this business for any length of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because real estate is a full commission sales job, whether you're an agent or an investor. And if the deal doesn't close, you don't get paid. And you can put a ton of work into a deal and not get paid. Something could fall apart at the end. And if you rely on real estate income to pay your bills, that can be incredibly stressful. I've been there. I know what it feels like. So in this video, I'm going to share with you three ways in which to create steadiness, consistency in your real estate business so that you can have less stress and enjoy more freedom. Because that's what real estate's supposed to give you, right? You're supposed to make a lot of money and produce a lot of economic results so that you can oh, rest easy. Well, if you're doing deals right now and you're struggling, you're going basically from deal closing and then hoping the next deal closing occurs so you can pay your bills and it's stressful along the way and what if it doesn't close and all of a sudden the sellers act like they want to back out and now all of a sudden you're, you're reducing what it is you were going to earn just so you can get the deal closed? you're really gonna appreciate this. Well, hi, I'm Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. I have been a full-time real estate investor for almost 15 years. I am the mentor and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America. Best-selling author of a couple books. My first one I give away for free. Also, a book I wrote really for intermediates and experts, and that is what not to do in real estate right here. Real estate investing gone bad. So let's dive in. There are three ways fundamentally that you can create that steadiness, that consistent flow of money coming in in real estate. The first one is you could increase your seller lead flow. Increase seller leads. Now, I am going to first focus on the fact that we're talking about sellers. Whether you're an investor or you're a real estate agent, controlling sellers is where you make all your money, not by generating buyer leads or building buyer's list. All that's a big waste of time for the most part. Instead, the real money comes when you control the deal, whereby you have the deal under contract. So you have a contract with the seller if you're a real estate investor, or if you're an agent, you have a listing agreement. Because from there, you then can generate buyers, right? You try to put a property up for sale, you get a whole bunch of buyer interest. Now you just built your buyer's list if you're a house flipper or a wholesaler. And if you're a real estate agent, you might pick up some buyer's agent uh, uh, clients as well as a result of your listings. So either way, seller leads is where it's at. And in order to create that consistency so that you're not at the mercy of every single little deal you're trying to close, if you increase the flow of those leads, if you have so many deals going on that one deal could fall apart and it will have no impact on your financial life whatsoever, now you've created some consistency. Now you've created some steadiness. Now, this is a lot easier said than done. In fact, this subject right here of generating seller leads consumes the vast majority of my time from the research and development side of things in our businesses. We spend an enormous amount of time on this subject. Testing, split testing, changes are always occurring. Right now, Facebook is rolling out or phasing out a whole bunch of their targets that they used to have because that was coming from Cambridge Analytica. They've had a falling out with Cambridge Analytica. And so a lot of real estate agents and investors who are running Facebook uh, marketing right now are about to take a huge tumble. And uh, we've been testing out some, uh, some audiences for the last couple of months, and we're going to be sitting high and dry. We're going to be in really great shape. But the point is, we're constantly on this subject. So this, 
This will solve your problem. This is what all the most successful real estate investors, myself, my apprentices, all those out there that are really making a lot of money, $500 a million dollars a year, their entire business focuses primarily on lead generation. Because if they got the leads coming in, the rest falls in place. All right, so that's the first way you create steadiness. The second way you do it is pretty obvious. You probably already thought of this, and that is you could buy rental property. What I want to touch on is two things a lot of people don't think about when they think about rental property. The first is this. One to two years is the time frame it's going to take for that rental property to stabilize and that, that cash flow can actually be used to pay your bills or pay a portion of your bills. There's a mistake that a lot of people make that they think that the moment that they buy the rental property that now all of a sudden they have that steady income flow coming in. It's not true. I don't care how experienced you are and it pretty much doesn't matter which uh, property type or which asset class. It's interesting, I, uh, I own quite a few different types of rental property, some that you'd be surprised I even own. And I own a tremendous amount of rental property. And my experience is, even with everything I know about the business, is it's still really hard to create what I call a stabilized rental property until at least a, a, a year to, to two years after ownership. Because in some cases, you're just trying to build up reserves, especially if we're talking about a single family home. Single family home, if you lose that tenant, you lose all its income. Um, but if it's not reserves, it's fixing things. So it's repairs. Because when you buy the property, there's usually some problems with it. Maybe you had to make repairs when you first got started. And even those repairs, maybe there was mistakes with those as well. So the point is, one to two years to stabilize. So is buying rental property going to create some stability in your financial life at some point? Yes, but it might be one to two years away. Meanwhile, if you increase seller lead flow, that's almost instant, instantaneous. Because this right here, you could crank that up in a matter of days. You could have a lot more leads coming in if you know what you're doing. And what would end up happening is you could instantly have more deals in the pipeline. And yeah, the average real estate deal, it might take from the time you talk to the seller to the time you close, it might take 60 days. It might take 30, it might take 90 days. But it's in the pipeline. It's a lot shorter than one to two years. All right, so that's the first thing you need to be aware of when it comes to buying rental property. It's not instantaneous. It usually takes some time for it to stabilize. The second thing is it requires money. Yes, I know I have videos on how to buy real estate with no cash and no credit. Absolutely, you can do that. We do that every day of the week. Actually, a lot more than every day of the week. Um, but here's the thing. That's usually for short-term deals. Our no money, no, uh, you know, no credit, That th those deals that you can get into quick and easy, a lot of times those are deals we flip. Yes, you could acquire a property subject to, and maybe you get the seller to do uh, owner financing in a second position, and yes, you could do a rental property long term with creative financing with very little money down. But the reality is that even when you do that, you typically have no cash flow. Usually you have to give the seller some money, spend some money on repairs when you first buy it, and then maybe a few months of holding costs, and then you get the tenant in there, and those are the ones that actually cash flow well. So the point is you need money. And that can be for a down payment, that if it's creative financing, it can be for repairs, maybe paying the seller a couple of bucks. And that money, I mean, that could be ten dollars to $30,000 just to buy one rental property or more. And so what happens is, yes, buying rental property can create stability, but it not only takes time for that to stabilize, it takes some real money to even acquire it. And this is a whole lot cheaper. I mean, if we're talking $50, $100, $150, $200 a lead, it's a lot cheaper to create increase lead flow and be doing deals 
than it is to be buying rental property to create a little bit of cash flow. And plus, when we talk about rental property, uh, usually we're talking about what's called a return on investment. So if your return, let's say you put 10000 into it, and your return on investment, let's say it was let's say it was 20%. Okay, well, that's two grand a year. That's what a 20% return on a $10,000 down payment is. That's 20 grand, or that's two, two grand a year. Or on a, on a yearly basis, on a, on a monthly basis, we're talking about significantly less, 150, 167, something like that. All right, so if you want to increase stability, it's a lot faster and a lot cheaper just to increase seller leads. Make sense? But obviously, this is absolutely wonderful. And uh, I own a tremendous amount of rental property. I encourage you to own a tremendous amount of rental property. But just recognize those two facts. It's going to take money. It's going to take time for it to stabilize. All right, great. Now, if you stuck around this long, I've got great news for you. Number three is a really exciting thing to share. It's exciting because if you ran into, uh, uh, into me on the street and you said, look, Phil, I'm first getting started in real estate. Can you give me some words of wisdom? I would tell you what I'm about to say right here. This is really special because it's also important for right now in today's market as I'm shooting this video, more so than ever before. I'm going to call this guaranteed fees. Guaranteed fees. Now, as a real estate investor or agent, there's not many ways to get uh, guaranteed fees. However, if you have time, if you're younger or if you are making a, a career transition to real estate, you may want to strongly consider either becoming an appraiser, talk about that here in a moment, or an inspector. Look at any real estate deal. Look at any real estate deal. And there's typically, almost without exception, an appraiser getting paid and an inspector getting paid. And they get paid a guaranteed fee. <laughs> so, some of you appraisers and inspectors might be watching and saying, yeah, Phil, but sometimes people stiff me. Okay, true. You might get stiffed every so often. But this right here, these are, these, this is guaranteed money. And here's what's so fascinating about this. Appraisers are a dying breed. Believe it or not, there are very few appraisers out there right now. The biggest problem with closing a real estate deal quickly, if you're getting a loan or an appraisal is necessary, is finding an appraiser that isn't three weeks or a month or two months behind. This is a huge income opportunity for many of you watching. I was talking with an individual who is in charge of the Department of Transportation for, for a large state in this country, and he was telling me, that one of the keys to their growth is that they have to have appraisers on staff because the Department of Transportation, if they're looking to expand and create a new highway, they have to buy real estate in order, from private landowners in order to build that highway. And they need appraisers to verify that they're paying market value for that land. Well, I was told by this Department of Transportation leader that for every, he said this number, 500 engineers he can find to help engineer the new road, he can find one appraiser to help him. Meaning, there are so, it's so hard for him to staff up appraisers. This is this rare breed that just is so few far in between out there. And what makes this so fascinating to me is as a real estate investor, and even if you were just an agent as well, Knowing what a property can appraise for is one of the single most important skills you'll ever need to know as a real estate professional. This right here is like the most important skill, if not one of the most important skills. And so why not, if you have the time and you need that steady income, why not become an appraiser? 
I know what you're saying, well, Phil, to become an appraiser, I have to get licensed, and, and I might have to get, uh, I might have to have a four-year uh, college degree. Well, guess what? In the state of Florida, about two months ago, for the first time in Florida history, they have changed the laws and what is required to become an appraiser in the state of Florida, and you no longer have to, call, have, to have a college degree. Why did they reduce that? Because they need appraisers. It's because the market is starving for appraisers, and there's not enough of them out there. This right here is a tremendous opportunity. Many of you watching, I want to encourage you, go become an appraiser. There's literally very, almost no downside. Having the skills of an appraiser will help you as a professional in real estate, even if you increase lead flow and even if you buy a bunch of rental property. But it's guaranteed money. Um, most of the time, these are $400 plus. You can do a couple of those in a day. This right here is a huge opportunity. And then inspector. Absolutely, this is another one. They also get paid, I mean, sometimes $400 plus as well. Um, there may be a few more inspectors out there, but that's also a dying breed. I got a neat story for you as it relates to inspectors. So when, um, when I was a senior in college, I uh, worked at a country club in the summer, um, right before my senior year, and I was waiting tables at this country club restaurant. And I got to know some of the members because they would come in um, on a consistent basis. One of the guy's names was Bob, Bob the Builder. And, uh, and Bob would, would wine and dine other club members to raise money for his big development projects. He did a lot of luxury homes. I remember driving by him. Um, we're talking two, three million dollar homes, and this was 15, 20 years ago, and that was a really expensive home for the Nashville area. Very expensive. And so Bob built these gorgeous homes, and, uh, and he raised money. He was a part of the country club, but the reason why he was a member was just to continue to raise money from members. Very successful, and uh, seemed like he was on top of the world. Well, when I got into investing after I graduated and whatnot, I, I had a property that I was getting inspected. And uh, when I got to the property to meet the inspector, Bob the Builder was there in boots. I didn't, I didn't recognize him really at first, but then as, as I looked at him, I recognized it was him. And uh, he, had these, um, he had these knee pads on, and he was ready to get up underneath the crawl space and start looking at this house. And I said, I, I, I'm sorry, are, are you Bob the Builder from Richland Country Club? And he said, yeah. I said, uh, Bob, you may not remember me. A couple of years ago, I was a, I was a waiter at the, at the restaurant. And he says, oh, yeah, I do kind of recognize it. What's your name? I was like, Phil. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you, Phil. And I said, Bob, what are you doing? I thought you were a luxury home builder. Is the business bad for you? He says, no. No, the luxury home business, oh, my goodness. We're booming. We're booming beyond measure. Then why are you doing a home inspection? And he said, I've been a home inspector for 25 years. It's guaranteed quick money. I can come in here, get this inspection done in about an hour and a half, get you a report out. And, uh, I, you know, I have my crews building the houses. I mean, there's periods of time where I don't have a lot going on. Uh, with the, Let's say I haven't got a new site and I'm waiting for some, uh, some of the, the, the next funding uh, round to, to finish. I got some time in my hands. And, yeah, I just pick up some inspection deals. It's quick, easy money. It's guaranteed. I was shocked. I was like, wow, here I thought Bob was kind of getting demoted as an inspector. Oh, this guy knew exactly what he was doing. So, nice little, little story about that. So, guaranteed fees, and I look at appraiser and inspector as the two. Sure, there's, uh, you know, we talk about things like surveying. That's another one. However, that requires an engineering degree, usually. That's going a little bit further down the road. This right here, this zone right here, you knowing what to look for in a house is always valuable as an investor or an agent. 
And being an appraiser, I've already talked about the value of it. If we go back to what I was saying at the very beginning, that real estate is a business of big paydays and long pay delays, the other thing is that you have periods of time, just like Bob the Builder did, where there was pockets of time where you didn't have a lot going on. If your lead flow is not completely ramped up, and during those pockets and periods of time, that's where guaranteed fees can really fill in.